Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. In this episode, we are talking all about using McDonald's sales strategy to increase your own results. Now, unless you're living in a country where I don't even know where McDonald's wouldn't be, but I'm hoping that if you're listening to this right now, because we are in a lot of countries across the world, that you know what I'm talking about when I speak about the Golden Arches and the restaurant chain McDonald's because I want to let you in on a not-so-secret secret that has led to McDonald's success. I just love them as a business model, and I just thought this is brilliant and something that we can all take away as small business owners and entrepreneurs to be able to increase our results, gain better value for our customers, and make more sales with fewer people, which is ultimately what we're all trying to make sure that we can maximize the opportunities that we are working with our clients on, right? So let's dive in because this is a juicy episode and I wanted to uh, let you know about how you can increase your sales results without having to keep finding more and more people. Because although it's important that you constantly have leads and prospects and potential customers coming to you, it's also exhausting if you don't know how to maximize those folks, if you don't know how to maximize the opportunities that are already in front of you and making sure that as one of my past mentors used to always say, you're squeezing as much lemon out of those lemons to make the best lemonade as possible, right? So that you don't have to constantly buy more and more and more lemons. So there are three main things that I want to break down today. This really speaks to McDonald's leading advantage in the world, in the marketplace, I think, in terms of how much they've standardized their processes around the things that relate to their order value and their customer value. So I can do a whole episode on McDonald's um, like dissecting their process. I might do that in a future episode. If that would be interesting to you, can you tag me? on Instagram or send me a message and just let me know if that's something that you're interested in that literally just popped into my mind as we were doing this. But right now, what I want to focus on is the client facing, like how well they anticipate their clients needs and something that I believe they do extremely well, even today. And that is the concept of, would you like fries with that? Now, back when I was in corporate, That was one of the things that we actually said, don't be like McDonald's. You don't want to be so robotic that you're constantly saying, would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that? Because people start to tune you out. However, the principle behind it is genius. And that's what I want to focus on today. So if you've ever stepped foot in a McDonald's, hopefully you have, so that this is a relevant example for you. But anytime that you go into McDonald's way back, and I'm probably dating myself here, when I used to be a little girl growing up, uh, it was a treat for us to go to McDonald's to have fast food. And really, that was the main burger chain that we had available to us. So anytime that we made an order back then, you could actually order And most of their menu was all individual items. So every time that you would order 
any kind of a hamburger, immediately the person at the till, they would say, would you like fries with that? Now that has since evolved, which is part of what we're going to be discussing today into creating bundles or packages or, you know, things where you can order a different type of burger, fry and drink to make a combo. Does any of this sound familiar? And so when we think about this opportunity that you potentially have in your own business as well, I want you to start thinking and hopefully those wheels are starting to turn right now as you're thinking about offers and opportunities and ways that you can also add fries to your order for your potential customer. So when we look at what McDonald's has done really well, what they decided was their, I mean, their main business, the restaurant was mostly selling burgers and fries, right? It was really built off of burgers, sandwiches. And when customers would come in, not everybody would be buying the other items, right? Mostly fries. But here's the thing, to make and create fries, it's actually a really low cost add-on for the business, right? So it really doesn't cost very much money for them to produce fries. The actual cost of the good itself is minimal. The, the main work is in the burger. The main cost is in the burger, right? So that's their primary thing that they want to sell and why people are coming in. But if they can add on, if they can upsell, and in this case, it will be a cross-sell because it's something that complements the main item, then they're going to make a lot more profit and a lot more money without as much effort because that customer has already come in the door. So instead of having a customer that's now paying, let's, let's just use round numbers for this, okay? Because I have literally no idea how much their burgers cost nowadays. Maybe it's a $3 burger, right? So a $3 burger, and you can see that individually a $3 burger, and if you wanted to have uh, large fries with that, maybe the large fries is also $3. Well, if I'm going to give you a combo of those two items for $5, I, that looks pretty attractive to me as a, as a paying customer, right? Because now you've given me, I'm hungry, I'm coming for a burger, you're offering me French fries that really go nicely with my burger. And on top of that, because you're bundling this all together as a combo, you're going to give me a discount. Now, I can see on the menu board that if I was to buy each of these items separately right now, that it would be much more expensive for me to pay for them as a burger for three bucks, as French fries for three bucks, that's six dollars, right? And maybe even a drink. So maybe the drink's a dollar or two dollars more. So now I'm up to, what is that? Three, six, let's say it's eight dollars. Now, for a combo of even seven, six, or five dollars, that's a pretty good deal to me as a paying customer. But for you as a restaurant owner, as you as a business owner, the additional cost for the French fries and the drink are usually pennies on the dollar. Again, the bulk of the work is going to be in that main item that I've come in for, whether that's a salad or a burger, that main entree item. So these add-ons that have now become a cross-sell, they're complementary items to the thing that I just came in for. And in essence, the evolution of this, because McDonald's started off just asking people, would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that? And then of course, would you like a drink with that? Because guess what? We're continuing to just add on to the order. And that means I'm gonna be spending a lot more than I originally had anticipated simply because that person that represents the business, the person across the till has taken my order, but done the additional service of asking me if I want 
another type of product, another thing that could add value, not only to me as a consumer, as a customer, but also to the business owner, right? Because again, there's huge value in now, instead of me coming in to spend $3, I have now just spent five, six, seven, $8, depending on what it is that I've just purchased. Can you see the power in that for you as a business owner? That if you, every single one of your customers, instead of spending $3, that you were able to bump up their order and their purchase price through an additional service, an additional product, an additional offer, and give them the opportunity to pay more, but also get more from you as a business, wouldn't that help you as a business to generate more results without a lot more extra effort? Because you have a paying customer who's interested in what it is that you have to offer right across from you, right? Digitally or virtually or uh, in person. So this McDonald's sales strategy is something that I have focused on and taught uh, really over two decades now, because I think it is such a brilliant strategy that we can all take into account in our businesses, regardless of how small or how big we are. And in fact, this is why McDonald's aside from their processes, has been able to grow so quickly and sets up their franchises for success because they have a proven business model that works. Now, if you missed what I shared earlier about why this is also so successful, it's because it utilizes something called price anchoring. And that means that for a customer that's maybe doing an impulse buy that has just popped in and is like, yeah, what the heck? Why don't you just add it on? I can clearly see on the price board, on the menu, right in front of us, that if I was to buy this separately, I would be spending more. So there's already built in value by buying as a bundle, buying as this combo, by buying this little package that the business that McDonald's has put together for me as something that is attractive for me as a paying customer and also a hungry consumer that has literally walked through the door wanting to buy something right then and there, right? So there's urgency already built in. So how do you apply this to your own business? Well, let's back this down a little bit so that I wanna be able to explain to you how these examples from McDonald's could also apply to your product or service-based business and how simply you could create this. Now, I also want to take two seconds to explain to you the difference between an upsell versus a cross-sell, because in this particular instance, this is uh, an add-on. It is typically and technically a cross-sell, meaning it is you're selling something across from it. It is a complementary product or service, okay? So it's not more of the same thing. That would be an upsell where you're just selling a better version or more of the same thing just in larger quantities. So supplements often do this, right? If you're buying cleaning products, you might be seeing this. Where you buy in bulk, typically you're going to see that as an upsell where it's more of the same thing or a better version of the same thing uh, rather than this cross-sell, which is really what McDonald's really taps into. You can do both because they both work really well. So if we talk really quickly about that upsell, the best example that I can give you is probably in a car, right? When you go to buy a car, you're going to get a base model and then you get an add-on, maybe you get a luxury model, right? So there's different levels of the same type of car, the same um, model of vehicle. Often there's usually different versions of that car in a you know, base, 
premium, and then luxury, right? So they usually have maybe two or three, sometimes four, uh, but typically you're not going to get a lot of different options because too many options will confuse the buyer, confuse your purchaser. And so it allows people to have some customization so that they feel like I'm getting the car that I want, the car of my dreams. But you're, in essence, you are upselling them. You're upselling them into a better, bigger, brighter, fancier version of the original base model. Okay. So I want you to just think about your business. Do you do more of the upsell? Is there an opportunity for you to do that? Or is it going to be more of a cross sell, which is typically what we think about when in the digital marketing space, you hear an upsell. It's not really an upsell. Not typically. We kind of use that blanket term for both an upsell as well as a cross sell. So I just wanted to make that clear in case it's getting confusing for you or you're not sure which one is which. I just want to make sure that you understand what language I'm using as I'm describing this through this particular episode. So if we spend uh, a little bit more time just dissecting a cross-sell opportunity for you, because I'm going to tell you in my corporate career and currently in my business, I increase the value of my clients to me as a business owner, and hopefully the value that I provide to them tremendously, like more than 30%, simply by focusing on this consistently. And I did this even when I had really just one offer to sell, okay, one offer to sell. So I want you to think, how could you be creative about what it is that you offer? And how could you increase the value of your customers by giving them something that is of increased value as well? Because this is a value for value exchange, right? But the perception to your customer, just like we talked about in McDonald's, is that they're getting a really good deal. And as such, they're much more likely to say yes. And it typically would fall into almost like an impulse purchase where it may not be something that they theoretically came in for, but because it was presented and it complements what it is that they're already getting, they're much more likely to say yes. Now, not every single person is going to say yes, because I want you to think about the fact that when you walk in to McDonald's, when you go and make a purchase, not every time are you going to buy the extra thing that's offered, right? You're not always going to say yes to that. But if you don't ask as a business owner, you're never going to know if somebody could be like the original I'm sure it was a gal or guy who started asking this and started to see their till sales go up, right? Where all of a sudden they just kept asking every single customer that came up to the lineup, would you like fries with that? Would you like fries with that? And I'm sure this is how it evolved really simple, really organically before it became a process inside of the whole engine and the machine that is McDonald's today. So I'm going to give you some examples because I think sometimes it's helpful to be able to see and identify where this already works in the market, right? So if you're in the marketplace right now and you're a consumer, because we are all consumers, and if you're a business owner, you work on both sides of the equation. You not only buy things, but you also sell things. And so it's through a very different lens that I want you, I want to encourage you to start looking at things as you're making purchases. So Here's some examples that I instantly just thought of that I think is applicable to hopefully most of us, especially if you're listening right now. So shoes and socks. So if, if you have ever bought shoes, guess what they usually sell you or shoes with like some kind of uh, aftercare treatment, right? So if you're buying leather shoes, they may give you certain types of polishes or cleaners or sprays. That is a cross sell, right? Because I mean, who hasn't bought a pair of shoes that's, you know, 100, 200 or more, and then they instantly will try and sell you on this spray or this uh, glossy finish sort of stuff for an additional 
you know, $20 plus, right? I'm sure that doesn't cost them $20 to manufacture. That's a nice little bump in the cost of what it is that they're going to be able to generate simply as a result of being able to ask. So shoes and socks or sprays, that kind of stuff, um, makeup, makeup, and then makeup remover and the makeup remover stuff that goes with it, right? The sponges, the brushes, all of that sort of stuff are all add-ons, they're cross-sells. If you are thinking, okay, well, I don't sell products, Susan, right? So how about a pen and, and refills? How about uh, electronics with batteries? These are all ways that you, even though you don't produce the items yourself, if you have it on inventory, you're going to be able to increase the average client value, increase your order value, and, and increase the value that you are providing to your clients, and as a result, making more money for every single purchase that you are seeing go through your doors. Now, if you're not selling products, what do you do if you're selling services? Well, here's a couple of ideas that I want to give you as well. So for services, you could sell the service, your main service. So whether you're an agency, uh, a done for you, a do it with you, maybe you sell courses. So whatever it is that's encapsulated in your service, a really nice upsell add-on cross-sell opportunity would be templates. Maybe it is um, a bunch of swipe files, right? Maybe it's a bunch of different templates that you're going to be able to use where you just drag and drop. Maybe it's things that you're going to be able to create like graphics. It could be all kinds of things, but I love templates or things that you already do. Maybe it's um, a calendar. It's all like all kinds of things that you could think of that make it easier for them to implement what it is that you're about to put in place, right? An easy upsell or cross-sell would be more access. So perhaps it is a course that you're selling. Maybe it is a type of service, like a group program or um, a, a service model that you have where there's limited access. The cross-sell or the upsell opportunity could be more access to you and your team. It could be having your entire team implement something for them, uh, where perhaps the main front-end offer is a done, like do-it-yourself sort of course or program. So I want you to think, how could you implement this in your own business? When I first started in my business, I told you before, right, at the very beginning of this episode, that even for me at the very start, I had one offer and I was able to still increase the average order of my clients simply by doing this sort of idea. So what I did was my main offer was a uh, VIP strategy, you know, coaching consulting program. And as I started to build that out, what I noticed was that as clients wanted to work with me, I started to get filled and I started to create little, almost like mini courses. And as I created those mini courses, I upsold clients from those mini courses into my VIP offer and vice versa. So I had people purchasing, you know, a $200 or $400 or $500 course or program where they got some, some, some limited access to me. And then they would immediately upgrade into my VIP programs, or they would say, I want to work with you one-on-one, Susan, but I want that course. And so I would essentially just bonus them into the course and provide it to them because the value of them as a one-on-one customer was far more than the $200 or $500 that they would have paid for the course itself. So a lot of times it was a way for me to add value and get an easy yes for clients that were going to be spending, you know, 
four or five or multiple five figures with me simply because they wanted to have all of the access to all of the different things that I was going to be creating during our time working together. So how could you use this in your own business? How can you implement the McDonald's sales strategy for your own sales strategy? What is it that you could add a value that could also allow your clients to give you more value, aka sales, aka cash, so that you can generate bigger results with fewer people on the front end, where instead of having, you know, 50 or 100 leads, you could maybe do with 30 to 40 leads, right, or 30 to 70 leads on the on the, the scale, as opposed to constantly having to churn through prospect after prospect or client after client and lead after lead, or potential clients that you're chasing after. Now, hear me out. It's still important that you fill your pipeline. It's still important that you're still generating that interest and that you're getting people engaging with you at the front side of your uh, connection triangle, right? So my P2P connection method, it's all about building connections. I don't want you to forget about that because it's extremely important for the longevity of your business. But I also want you to consider that if you just were able to offer more to your clients up front, this could potentially, on average, I looked up the stats, it's going to, for an e-commerce business, and I would say probably across the board, that it would increase your average customer value by 30%, simply by adding a cross-sell or an upsell opportunity and making it available to your clients. So wouldn't that be nice for you in your business to be able to see an instant bump, right? And maybe it takes some time to set up, but for you to know that if you set this up and you're testing it and you start seeing clients validate this offer and this opportunity for you, that you're going to be able to see an increase of up to 30% without having to do anything different on the front end. You can just keep your sales and marketing engine going with the constant flow of leads that you're already seeing. Side note, if that's an area that you're struggling with, go and grab my mini course while it's still available for $7. That is Create Consistent Leads. And we'll link that below in the show notes for you um, down below so that you're going to be able to to understand the mechanics of that. But if you already have leads coming through and you need to make more sales, I want you to really think, can you implement the strategy? Is there something else out of all the ideas that I gave you, of the different examples that I shared with you, that you're going to be able to think about for your own business. And if this is an area that you want some more help and support with, this is exactly what we set up with our clients and and discuss with them so that they can, again, squeeze as much lemon from those lemons so that they can make the best lemonade without constantly having to go and buy more lemons. Uh, come and join us in my inner circle inside of Sales Mastery Society. And you can go and grab more information on that at salesmasterysociety.com. And the link will be in the show notes for you below. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.